everybody, welcome to Unscripted Unlimited here on the Everything Unscripted Podcast Network. I am your host, apparently, for this episode, Doug Hummer, even though I didn't host part one last week. Uh, and of course, joining me is uh, for the I very... thought you did. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, uh, I listened to it earlier, so <laughs> and no, I was not the host. But joining me, of course, it doesn't is, fucking my, matter who's is my brother Daniel. We all just talk a bullshit anyway. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. at this fucking point. Anyway, my brother Daniel is joining me. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Yeah. And, uh, of course, always joining us is Eric. What's up? All right. Nothing much. All right. So we're here for part two of our uh, top ten Big Brother villains list. It's six for one. Because uh, we did 10 through 6 last week. But before we get into that, we'll talk current stuff a little bit. There was a big double eviction this week that was uh, basically ruined almost by a stupid-ass twist. Uh, but that's also what happens when you have a stupid-ass executive producer. Uh, so Cameron and Jared both evicted. They can come back into the house, um, provide it. So basically the way it's set up is it's not, they come in as BB zombies, what? which they're just dressed up. Like Cameron, I saw it earlier. Cameron was dressed up kind of like in this zombie gear. And uh, this morning he said, he's just like, yeah, they wanted me to sleep in it. But it's like, I'll fuck, he's like, I'll fucking choke myself if I sleep in it. So he goes like. He told production, he's like, I'm taking this off. <laughs> I'm done with this shit. Well, I mean, he took it off to, uh, he took it off to sleep in. Yeah. And then, uh, but so anyway, so they did a couple of competitions already. Cameron won both. But all that means is that Cameron has the right to decide that the competition that they're going to do on Thursday is to whether or uh, if Cameron wants to play it or not, because only one of them can play. And the oh. way it's going to work is if Cameron plays and wins, Cameron's back in the house. If, uh, if the uh, person that three should have miscarried instead of giving birth to wins, then, um, then, he, then he gets back into the house. Or if he... If he plays and wins. But if one of them, whoever plays, if they don't win, then they are, or then that other person gets back in the house. Right. So, so it's a game of chance. Yeah, pretty much. So Cam's got to decide whether or not he uh, just takes faith in his own hands. And just plays and hopes he wins and gets back in. Or he's got to hope that Jared fucks up. Uh, which, to be honest with you, uh, it seems like that, that Jared's life goal is to keep fucking up. So, and then if that were to happen, then Cam would still get back in the house. I mean, I'm rooting for Cam to get back in the house. But, you know, everybody keeps saying online, oh, it's rigged, it's rigged, it's rigged. And it's just like, you know, you people think that Sari and Jared's... Uh, are, you know, are destined to win this thing. Like, production is going to make sure uh, 
it's not looking that way to me. But well, no, that's what I'm saying. That people are saying, but what people have to realize mm-hmm. is that Jared is going to have a hell of a time outside this house. Like he is going to be like, like I said, if he pulls the shit of that he pulls in the house, if he pulls that outside of the house to somebody on the street or whatever, mm. like he's going to end up like Ricky from Boys in the Hood. I know. You said that last week. You're saying the same lines now. Yeah, pretty much. He's a villain though, and he's what makes this fucking list. Can we talk yeah. about the game? Well, no, oh, fuck no, outside. No, what I'm saying is that like, you know, everybody's bitching about how Jared is and all that, and it's just like, but what you have to realize is Jared is going to get his when he gets out, out of the house. Yep, no, you don't want him to get killed or lose it. It's a fucking TV show. Who cares if he acts like an asshole on TV? Fucking A. They shouldn't take it so seriously. Who cares? Everybody's a dick. But uh, people seem to learn. Everybody hated Rachel. Now she's a good person. Yeah. What if Jared fucking joins a ministry and ends up being... What if he's the sweetest well, guy outside of this? You don't know him. Yeah, exactly. We don't Let's know. We just know him from inside the game. I'm just saying, if he does act like that, I don't think he will, because I don't think he's that stupid. I know, but I'd be trying to play up being an asshole if I was in it. Like, I just... I don't like vilifying somebody that bad. It gets yeah. annoying for me. Like, I'll do it, like, when we're watching it, like, fucking, like, I get excited, like, oh, I want him to lose the heel baby face all the way, but outside of that, like... Yeah. It's real life, dude. I don't I don't want him to get like it's fucking Jared. Like I want him to be our like I, nobody deserves to get their life fucked over because of the show. Yeah. Especially if that idiot Luke is still fucking working and shit. Come yeah. on. I mean, Jared to me hasn't done like yes, he said a couple of things he shouldn't have, but like as long as he is a different person outside of the house, which he might be. Yeah. Then, you know, all the power to him, let him do whatever he wants to do in the house you have there has to be villains and every tv show scripted or not there are villains and there are heroes yeah just like at wrestling there's your baby faces there's your heels yeah so uh and right now jared is a heel and he's doing very well at it yeah and even though he just got evicted he might still come back and he still has life in the game. And he's still fucking... He was a pretty good villain this season. Besides Heisman, like that, he's one of the better villains. Yeah. And people, like, rallied up against him. Yeah. I just don't like that people take it too seriously. But I, I, as far as a villain, he's a good one. He's a reason we're doing this list. So yeah. I think we should put a little respect on his name. Yeah, I mean, he's actually... I think he's one of the better villains of... Cause he's, he's not on my list, but still. Well, he's one of the better villains, like, currently, because last year, like, you had some idiot who bullied a young... See, Jared, I don't think, even though, like, he's saying all these lies and shit, and lie, and he got caught in his lies, but he's trying to make everybody else feel like shit. Yeah. I don't think he took it as far as Daniel Durston did. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I do think... I, I do think the guy's an ass, and I do think that he probably does deserve to get punched in the face. Yeah. Uh, but I think, it, but I think that's just about it. But, I, but like this list as a whole, this is about like entertainment. Yeah. 
And this is about villains that we love to watch and shit. And yeah. not necessarily like I, I'm not taking the the your list for the top ten hated wrestlers route where I'm putting on people I dislike like an area yeah. or something. No, because to be honest with you, like there's a couple people on this list that I thought were just like really good, really good villains to where it's just like you know I don't want to honestly like I said, like even though I said that you know Jared if he acts the way he does in real life, like he does in the house, you know, bad things are going to happen. I don't want that to happen to him. No, I mean, yes, there have been a couple of villains on this show before to where it's just like, just drop a fucking organ on them and like, and you know, a piano on them. And there All you right. go. So let's give our current rankings real quick. I'm taking back the reins. <laughs> let's give our current rankings. I'm going to name each house guest. And I want each of you guys just to say a number on their position in the game and maybe a brief sentence about it. Okay. Bowie Jane. Uh, what are we ranking, one through ten? Yeah. Uh, Bowie Jane. Bowie Jane's uh, game right now is like a four. I mean, she's back to she's back to being a follower. You think so? Yeah. I'll say it's two. I, I forget that she's in the, in the house. I, I'm giving her a 5.8 because <laughs> I think she – actually, I give her a 6 because she – to me, she's becoming the perfect third to all the duos. And she's kind of – like, no one's looking to take her out. P, Sari and Jared are looking at Matt and Jag. Matt and Jag are looking at Sari and, and, and to keep Jared out of the house. Felicia and Mimi are trying to play both sides and play the middle. You know, you got Corey and America going after Sari. And people are going after Corey in America. No one's going after Bowie. She could easily pull a Victoria and get to the final three. She yeah. could easily do that. And then yeah. she can make a case like, hey, I kind of build a trust with all these guys. And we saw it last year, and not saying Taylor played a floater game, but two comp wins, that's usually not a winning resume. Yeah. Well, also, too, with uh, last year. The game's changed. Yeah. Last year, Taylor. Uh, for the first few weeks, she wasn't really allowed to play the game. She had to basically discard herself. It's a completely herself. different this, this – I, I, I understand. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, um, you are – she did play an incredible game in her own right in a different way. Yeah, when, when, she, when she was able to but play. But I'm saying Bowie might be doing that under our eyes that we just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, yeah, like the thing is, is that like she's just – she's basically – she's a sponge. She's soaking everything in. Yes. Like – so she's soaking in all this information because you never know when she's going to strike. Because it could very well happen, but also, too, throwing HOH comps, yeah. throwing comps, it's not necessarily good. I mean, it's going to get her to – we think it's going to get her to jury. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to remember, though, is that, like, after whoever gets uh, – whoever doesn't come back next week mm-hmm. – you got one more week than the jury. We know there's not going to be a battle back now because they've covered all the weeks that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they stress this shit anymore, I might turn it off. <laughs> and yeah. They're already killing me with this shit. So, like you said, with the but you hit it on the nail. I don't have to speak about it anymore. But the fact that we get promised a double and like somebody's coming back and all this bullshit, it's like, come on. Yeah. Uh, it was an exciting episode. And they had Jack coming back. And Jack stayed. I know, and Jag, and that was fine, and that made sense, and I was cool with that, and that worked for me. 
But doing kind of promising a double and having a nice, exciting episode, but it really not meaning much is a little like, come on. Yeah. But it, yeah. It, exactly. Because it's like it had a lot of. I would rather than have you do a battle back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who do you want to do next? Let's do Cam because he's evicted. I'm going to give him a three. I want to go through these quick so we can get to our list. Uh, I'll just say this real quick. I mean, if he stay, if he stays evicted, if he doesn't come back in, he, he's at he's at a three. If he comes back, I'm putting him at a seven because he's got a really good shot. If he could stay out of everybody's crosshairs, he's got a really good shot. So I'd put him at a seven. Eric, I'll give him a five if he comes back. If he doesn't, then I'll give him um, with you uh, at a three. Yeah, I'd be higher. I'm just not going to go very high on him and Jared because they're literally technically not in the game. Right. If he gets back in the game and next yeah. week, if he can get control, I'll be higher on him. But the chance, that, like Thursday, if he picks Jared, thinking Jared's going to fail and Jared has a chip on his shoulder and he fucking kills it and Cam's out of the game and looks stupid, then it's like he's gone. So we'll we'll, judge, we'll see what, what happens. What do you think? What do you guys think he's going to do? Or what, what? what do you think he should do? I think he should take his life in his own hands because he seems like a worthy competitor so far. He's one of the bigger comp beasts of the yeah. season, and so is Jared. So to me, it was like whoever won that, I think, should probably play themselves and see what they can do. But if it's impossible, yeah. if they got a hint or something, who knows? Uh, next up, let's do Jared because he's the other victim one. I'm going to give him a four. Uh, I'll, again, same thing. Four if he stays evicted. Uh but I'll only go five if he if he is able to get back in because it's going to be one of those situations where the guys get voted back in, but they're the immediate target the following week. Well, yeah, a lot of the house is against him, but that's another situation to where he can win. And also if Sari pulls one out of the hat, Mimi and Nicole try to win and then bring him in. Like he has, to me, he has better positioning than Cam. To me, I, I really want to see Cam in the house more than him, but I think Cam has a harder road than Jared might. Well, yeah, because Cam has no allies. J- yeah, Jared's targeted too, but Cam, it's like an easy week. It's an easy HOA to say, yeah, let's just get Cam out of here. Whereas Jared has a couple people that are riding for him. Uh, let's do yeah. Corey. I'm giving Corey an eight. Oh, I'll give him a four and five. Huh? I'll give him a four. Yeah. Corey? Jared? Yeah, four. All right. Again. Yeah, Corey. All right. Uh, seven. Four, eight. Yeah. Eight. I'll give him an eight. He pulled an expert move that didn't really end up meaning much, but still was a great move. Uh, Sari. Uh, six, because I think seven. Because even though, like, everybody's kissing her ass. Everybody, the only reason why everybody's kissing her ass now is because they're afraid that, they're, uh, that Jared's going to come back. Yeah. But without Jared, she's nothing. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to give her a second. She hasn't told anybody yet. Has, has she? I think she, I think she, no, she hasn't. I, I, the only one that knows is Blue. Uh, I think she can still pop something out of her hat. And especially if Jared gets back in the game, she's in good positioning. Even if not, I'd like to see her. And I think she could maybe work something, but we'll see. Felicia. Uh, I'd say five. Seven. I'm going to give a six. I'll go in between you two. I think she's in all right position because her and Mimi might play the middle to the end and get to the final two. Let's go, Mimi. Uh, to be honest with uh, you, I yeah. think 
I'm saying seven. I mean, I did say a few weeks ago that she has a perfect shot at winning this game, and I still think that. I, I like her a lot, and I can see her in the final two. I'm just going to drop to a five because she showed her cards a little too much during the double with picking Corey, and that did not sit well with Corey. And I think that that might be hard for her moving because she showed her cards because she kind of wanted Jared to stay, and you could tell. That's why she picked Corey to play against Corey, and she picked Bowie at first. She didn't go with the mission to keep picking Sari. So Mimi kind of showed her cards a bit. Just like how Matt showed his cards to Sari, Mimi showed his cards to Corey. So I'm going to hit her with a five. Jag. I'm going to say, to be honest, I would give him an eight because he's he's basically come from the outhouse almost to the penthouse. Yeah. He's still kind of a big target and people, but he's in a good position. And him and Matt are a hell of a duo. Yeah. Let's see where it takes him. If they can win. Let's go to his other half, Matt. I'm giving him an eight. I'll say the same eight. Yeah. Eight. He's in good positioning, even though he could now Sari sees Max can play and he might not be on our side and he's not in the best. He showed his cards a lot and he, but he, he's different than Mimi. Mimi showed her own cards. Mac got fucked by a twist because he showed his cards and he put his stamp, but the twist. And if Jared comes back, it's not Matt's fault. He's in bad positioning. It's the shows, you know, Matt did all the moves he could do. Yeah, you know what I mean. He he fucking put his place and he got Jared out of the house. But if Jared comes back and guns after Matt, what's Matt gonna do? Yeah, he I, tried. Yeah, pretty much. America. Of uh, I'm gonna say she's at. I'm gonna say six because, like, she's the one. Like she's the guts. Corey's the brains. Yeah, and and I've said that like. Absolutely. Because she, and I think she has more guts than brains. She does. Hundred percent. Yeah, I give her a six. Blue. I think that's the final one. We're gonna end on blue. Uh. Five. So I really think she's gonna start playing with a vengeance. It, it well, depending on what what happens with Jared. She might have the most weird, confusing game in Big Brother, and if it ends up working, I think she's going to get praised. And if she gets out in the next couple of weeks, I think she's going to be just called kind of a, a bad player. But I think uh, I think she's interesting, and if she ends up winning power and cutting and putting the stamp that she's away from Jared, I don't know where she's. No one really knows what she's going to do, and I think that it's good to have a wild card still. Now the I, I, I love the fact that she's a wild card. So. All right, let's go on. I think she has that vintage in her. She does. She will have that payback in her. I agree. Let's get to our list. Okay. I'm going to say my picks that I had before. All right. We did 10 through 6, correct? Uh, No, we didn't. Uh, We did 10 through through 7, yes. All right. My number 10 was June Song. Okay. My number 9 was Russell from BB11. My number eight was Polly Calafiri from 18. And my number seven was Devin from 16. Okay. Eric, you're 10 for seven. Daniel, Rachel, Danielle Reyes, and Mike Woogie. Okay. I had Jeff from 13, Josh from season 19, Howie from six and seven, and Frankie Grande. Uh, I'll go first. All right, go ahead. My number six, I have Paul from 19. Definitely a good villain. I, 
and like I said, and I listened yeah, to he's on my list too. Yeah. I listened to the show last week or, or listened to the show from last week earlier today. And like and I'll just echo the sentiment. He was he was a ringleader because everybody like because he was a vet, it's just like everybody felt like they needed to listen to him. Yeah, and I mean he was mean in his first season calling Michelle the C word and shit. Like Big Meech. And like he, he, he was a shit talker and he was always like the one that would start confrontation in the house. He would try to bring old school BB into new BB of just like let's bring it out, let's hear it out in the kitchen right now. And there was something about him to where and he was like kind of small and short and the way he would walk around and talk and especially in nineteen when he would have Raven barking for him like because they called Jessica called her a dog and she's barking and rap 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 and fucking like Josh is doing the pots and the pans and it's a big show and he's like calling everybody like a military general like he had everybody wrapped around his whole finger and he should have won that game but uh, you know you should have got a little more respect from Cody took him out a little more respectfully uh but he he played in he did play an expert game that year even though it was kind of a shitty game for people to watch I enjoyed that season but a lot of people didn't like it because of that because there was a lot of puppets in the house. There's well, not a lot yeah, of impressive he, game players besides him. Yeah. Like Kevin was a little when he tried to play, but it, everybody was always kind of on Paul's leash. Well, yeah, because – and he fell victim to a bitter jury because of how everybody got taken out. Because, you know, even though yeah. the jury can't necessarily, like, doesn't know everything that's going on because they can't see the diary rooms, Yeah, they can all still talk to one another. Yeah. And, you know – Alex and Jason, because Alex and Jason didn't vote for him, did they? No, because they felt fucked, I think. Right. So Alex and Jason didn't vote for him. Uh, Mark and Elena didn't vote for him because they started to see through his bullshit right away because they didn't like the way Cody and Jess were being treated. Yeah. And then that left Cody. So then you had Christmas and uh, Matt and Raven, who were about as useful as three-day-old milk. Uh yeah, that he would use for cereal. That's all Matt ever did in the Big Brother house was eat fucking cereal. Yeah, or Raven. Uh, <laughs> and you had... Well, they were together. Uh, well, yeah, and you're not wrong. I'm yeah. Uh, and then you had... Uh, and then, obviously, Kevin voted for him. Because remember, and like I said last week, Kevin was in that uh, that BB, or that jury... Uh, round table, or whatever the hell you want to call it, even though there wasn't a table, they were all just sitting in chairs. Was Dr. Wilson that one? Yes. Mm-hmm. I believe he was there. Uh, and yeah. Kevin just said, Paul wins the game, no doubt. He's, yeah. he's got to win the game. And it's just like, and everybody just looked at him and like, fuck you. And Josh played it interesting, and, and I've seen like video resumes on why he should win, and like I don't disagree, and he Josh had a, a unique, good game in his own right, but Paul did play puppet. And you want to talk about a rig job. Corey could have, or not Corey, Cody could have backdoored him week one if he didn't have the immunity safety shit. So you want to talk about, like, Sarid hasn't really, and her allies have left, her son left. Yes, this twist could bring him back, but it could also not. So he can't really, like, like Paul really, he was a mastermind. I think he just had bad game players with him, but he was, to me, he was an expert villain. And he was good at, at yeah. causing chaos and being an asshole. Yeah. All right. You go, Doug. All right. I have Amanda from season 15. Uh, personally, I think oh, that's a great should... one. Huh? I think that's a great one. I forgot about that. Wow. So. Incredible. She 
is somebody like she got taken out at what final? She was top seven. Because mm, the doubles, her, Alyssa, and then McRae, and then oh, four exterminators. And then the four exterminators. So yes, they equal seven, I believe. So yes, she was seventh place. All right, so she should have gone a lot further, and I think she would have had not the exterminators formed. Which, by the way, the exterminators were just four floaters that uh, mm-hmm. were tired of being pawns and getting taken. Yeah. It was like the underdog story. The only re- thing that kind of ruined it was Gina Marie being in it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you had four four people who really should have been taken out pre-jury, although Andy was a genius and yeah. he knew how to... Underrated game. He got a bad at it. He was a good... Like, any life he... Like, people will tell you that Andy had a really good game in the way he would walk into rooms and then go into another room and, and, and fucking wave information and... Like and he played Amanda. Amanda like ran that game, but at the end of the day, she got beat by Andy because she got Alyssa over, and and like she was gonna stay that week had not Andy already flipped and stayed flipped. Yeah, but then Andy also knew how to play, even though, and I still don't understand, uh, how McRae could take Andy's word when. Before the eviction, before the uh, vote happened, McRae looked at Amanda and said, I don't know if we could trust Andy anymore. Yeah. So him saying that and then him believing the bucket of bullshit that Andy threw at him and said, no, it was Alyssa. And then Alyssa's like, Andy, we were in the same room. We agreed to keep Amanda and Andy's like, Alyssa, quit lying in front of McCray. It's not... Uh, yeah. And so... He was good. Yeah, but he, he was good, But and Amanda should have... The, the people that beat Amanda should not have beat Amanda. No, and I have a piece on Amanda. My piece on Amanda is she's one of those that kind of like Evil Dick when he was sticking up for Amber in the beginning, and you're like, oh, he's kind of a good guy. And then he goes on to do Evil Dick shit later on in the season. Yeah. She kind of seemed like she was going to be like a bit of a hero, you know, stick it up to like, uh, like against like Aaron and Gina and fucking that one chick, Caitlin, I think her name was. And, and just like saying, you guys are like catty chicks. And like, she kind of seemed like the, and especially when Alyssa was making fun of her in the one swimsuit and she was crying about it, she kind of seemed like the underdog hero, but then she could be such a tormenting like woman. And so like such a shit talker and such a like, and the way she treated Alyssa, it's like, it kind of beats anything Alyssa ever did to her and stopping around the house. And like, she was one of the, she's up there with the Josh and evil dicks for the loudest of the villains. Yeah. And she could be such, and that was a mean season where people said like, you talk about cancellation and people losing the jobs and fucking like all that shit. Four people, four people in that season lost, lost their employment. And and now that would have been a huge deal. Like, like fucking that season was the year of just people saying insane shit to each other. Like, if you look up some of the yep. live feed sites from that season, it was nuts. And then Amanda, she kind of ruled the roost, and she controlled every eviction. She had, like, when she wanted somebody to go, when she wanted wow. Howard to go, when she wanted people to leave the house, they left. Yeah. She controlled, like, when she got Aaron to do the double on Judd, and, like, she always, when she said her and well, Helen. Was that her or Helen? I think, because they kind of worked joint forces for a little bit. 
Because I, I, I remember seeing the video of Helen saying, get Judd out. And Aaron's like, no, I, I don't want this. And she and Helen was even in the diary room. She's just like, you're not wasting a devil on Spencer and Jesse. You're getting a big target out. And Judd knew. Judd knew because somebody went to him. He was begging. Yeah. He was begging her. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. He was begging super hard. But, uh, like, yeah, no, he just, like, with Judd, he was bagging super hard, and he knew exactly what was was going on, I think. Because I think even Jesse told him, it's just like, just so you know, like, Helen and Alyssa did this. Yeah. Like, they wanted you out. Uh... But, yeah. All right, who's next? Eric, I believe. I am. Yep. Jesse from season 10 and 11. Mr. Pectacular? Yeah. I mean, I was a fan of him, so, but... I liked him, too. Especially on... I liked him on 11 better than uh, on 10. Right. But at 10, I think he was just kind of an arrogant douche. But he was like a fun, that cast was a fun, crazy, all-time cast. That was one of the better ones with Keisha and Libra and Jerry and all them crazy ones. So so I enjoyed that cast, and he was good. But on 11, he kind of ruled the roost and got fucked by a twist. He's another one that got, because he was yeah. running that house. He was, well, him, oh, yeah. him and that side were running the house. He didn't make jury in season 10, did he? Yeah, in 10? No, yeah. I don't think he did. All right, and so the but then like he so he did a little better in eleven. Yeah, he got fucked over by by that twist. Now and again, because he was the you know his group was technically considered the heel group. I was okay with them getting fucked over. Yeah, and him and Natalie weren't always the most like, but I enjoyed their game and I thought they were fun. And I like how Natalie kept getting on the block after when the tides turned and you know yeah. Jeff took power, but. He was right. Russell would have went home that week a big threat. He would have had Jeff by the balls, and you know he could have played in the next situation. Like uh, Jesse had a good game going, and he could have had a winning game, but that twist kind of took him out. Yeah. And he was worried about that twist all week too. He was worried all week. Well, yeah, because they they knew that the coup d'état was coming, right? Yeah, they figured it was going to Jeff too. So he, uh, but no, like with him. And I, I know a lot of people do like. Uh, well, I know Eric likes him because Eric is Eric is drawing the pieces of shit. That's why he hangs out with us. Uh, right. But um, yeah, Eric doesn't have one single friend that's actually guaranteed a spot up above. Uh, yeah, he does. He's a likable guy. People like him. No, yeah. I didn't say he was. I didn't say he wasn't guaranteed a spot. I said all, none of his friends were. A couple of likable guys might like Baron. Him. Just not us. Uh, oh, Baron. Nah, he's going down. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but like with with Jesse, his game, and by the way, like him being the character he was on Big Brother did kind of help him, you know, in a in a future career. Yep. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
but like uh, his, his too. I feel like he would have been more likable if Natalie wasn't around. Because to be honest with you, the one thing I really hated about him was her. Yeah. I liked them both, but I feel you. Yeah. All right, my turn. They were a yeah. good duo. Who do I got? Five. Yeah, we're on five right yes. now. I got, I got a twofer. Because they're twins. I got Adrian and Natalie from season five. Oh, they were. Uh, the way they fucked over. What the hell was the one guy thing? Will? Yeah. When, he, when he's like, uh, Karma's a boomerang. I'll be seeing you soon. And she's like, ah. And he had to repeat it. And, and they fuck, and Marvin's like, and, and Marvin was so like, and he was like, oh, you had a, a call from God and you put the African-American and the homosexual up, huh? <laughs> and, and like, and, and he's, he was the one that said it, you know, well, I'm just saying and what that he said, is the, the thing is, is that Marvin, he just, he, he spoke what was on his fucking mind. That's for sure. Yeah. Marvin is one of those guys. And I know like we're talking about Adra and, uh, and Natalie, but Marvin is one of those guys where, like, he wasn't necessarily a villain yeah. on that season, but he he said like a lot. Of, he said a lot of the shit. He that, said controversial shit, but he was funny, man. Yeah, he's one of my favorites of all time. Like, he's one of those that like don't make all star. No, but when he would sit there in the seat with his black and mild hanging out of his mouth, talking shit to people. Yeah, and he he was just funny. I like I like Marvin. Yeah, as far as the two twins go, like. And Will was their ally, wasn't he? Yeah, wasn't he? yeah, they backstabbed him because she said she had a call from God. They won power. As soon as the twin, when when the twin twist came in, Adrian and Natalie kind of switched up and changed. Once they both got into the game, they kind of like betrayed all their people and just started, you know, acting different and acting like they were queens and ruled the roost and shit and rubbed the house the wrong way. And it was kind of like they weren't villains for that first half of the season. They were kind of likable to people. No one really had a problem with them. And then once they were both in the game and, and you know, they came out as twins, people did not really it, – it wasn't that that people didn't like, but they started having an attitude. Not really an angry attitude. They just would, like, speak matter of fact. And when they got power, they didn't look after their own people. Right. You know, you took Will out, and and Will was pissed by that. I, and I think a lot of people did that, though. Like, that's, like, one of the more common moves in Big Brother. Yeah, but it's, like... I mean, it's a common move made by really stupid people. They keep you safe and shit, and then... It, it, they were fun villains, and they were kind of delusional, especially when... I think it was Adrian and Natalie that got evicted, and she was, like... You're not gonna, and her and Ar- Marvin's argument on her way out of the house. Yes. That was iconic. Well, of course they were delusional. They were blonde. Yeah. They were funny ones, but uh, go ahead, Doug. Uh, my number five is JC from season 20. Yeah, he was a little menace. Well, anyway, <laughs> you are uh, <laughs> unintended. Uh, like, he was just one of those, and I say he's a villain because of what he did to poor Scotty. Because he was able to manipulate Fessy. And be like, okay, just so you know, even though Scotty did kind of have like a little like yeah, it was elementary kinda, school crush on Haley. It was a bit true. Okay. But it's just like, okay, he knew because that side of the house having power, with that side of the house did not really have that much power. Like at all. It was always level six controlling the game. Yeah. 
So instead of, and I I know like you're not supposed to necessarily supposed to throw anybody a bone in the game because that's not what the game is about. But it's just like they finally caught a break because Haley's HOH saw Rockstar go out. Yeah. Uh, And so then Fessy gets power and it's just like, all right, well, they're going to even up the sides a little bit. JC apparently has some issue with Scotty. I don't know if he asked Scotty for his penis and Scotty said no. Uh, I mean, I've been saying that for years. Not no to somebody asking for my penis. No. <laughs> you said yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, JC was, and yeah, he did manipulate Fessy in that. And, but he worked Fessy, and that's how you're supposed to play the game. Yeah. I, I just think, like, it was. He seemed like such a conniving little bastard. But he was funny. And even when Sam was like, you little son of a bitch, it yeah. was funny. It was like, jump down here and I'll catch it, you little son of a bitch. That was so funny. Uh, and even, like, didn't he kind of facilitate Caitlyn's eviction? Yeah, a bit. Because Sam put her and Haley on the block because he said that her and Haley – were the biggest were the biggest hoes in the house. Yeah, I think she used a different word, but I don't know if I could say it. Uh, yeah, he now I think so, even that's a, a bit much. But uh, yeah, Jay, she's a good. Well, she's a good entry on the list. Yeah, but like my point is, is that like when she, uh, when she put them on the block, I don't know who her target actually was, but. JC was saying, it's like, okay, Caitlyn needs to go and got everybody kind of on that. Because Caitlyn started going nuts after Fessy didn't use the the veto on her. Yeah. So then he's just like, all right, let's get her out. And, and then he's the one that voted for her to stay so everybody could go after Tyler. Yeah, I mean, this is the final three. It was pretty good. Yeah. All right, Eric. I got Darren Geeson. Because Darren real. And then how he manipulate everybody there. And then um, in season 10, the, the roulette, what, what do you call it? Um, it's not of uh, Michelle and um, what's his name? and shit, yeah. yeah. Uh, the so. way he played, yes, I guess because in the simple fact that because he claimed to be such a church guy, and he swore his hand on the Bible a lot. And he was always putting it on, you know, his girlfriends and stuff. And, like, he would swear the game on anybody. So I guess that would be kind of villainous to people, I guess. But yeah. to me, he was always a likable guy. And to me, he was always just the, the – he's the best of all time in my eyes. To me, he's just the best player. Yeah. And to me – Oh, definitely. He is a villain in a way – Especially the way he played in 14 more. He played a more villainous game in that show by the jury vote. But he also never attacked anybody personally. And that's something we can't no, say. I don't think about. he ever did. Yeah, and that's like something he prides no, himself on. He never attacked. He, it was always game. He just always played. People attacked him personally all the time. You're always Judas to me. And, you know, people were always going to him. All he ever did was go on gameplay. And that that is the one thing I'll give him. And you can say he had villainous gameplay, but th- that's a, uh, so I'll agree with he, that. He did well. He did what he had to do to like that dance funeral. He did what he had to do to survive. Yeah, and even when he's like Danielle, yeah. in this game, you're dead to me. 
Well, he definitely proved that when he took out her boyfriend. Yeah. yeah that was a great move. And Shane was so... That was, he oh was so well, and she was so just like... Shocked. Her jaw was on the floor. Yeah. Ian was like, oh my God, everybody... That was such a good blindside. That's one of the better blindsides. Yeah. And, like, 14 was such a good season. Oh, it's top three. Because of, again... You know, even though I said last week that, like, the people they brought back, you know, I didn't necessarily agree with, you know, uh, Brittany because she had only done, like, uh, the show two years beforehand, and she wasn't necessarily... She got fooled. Like, she got duped. She's not one of the greatest to be coached. Yeah, but she was, you know, it was good to have her in there. Like, she Brittany's a good character. Yes. And she added a lot to that season. And her beginning duped again and her getting being on the but even though this one really wasn't her fault and this one she couldn't see coming she played the house miraculously she was the queen of the house she saw everything that was going on she ran that bitch but who would have thought that she would be playing against the greatest of all time who just pulled something out of his ass and complained to guy or and and manipulated a guy that put himself in a carrot suit and a woman that did not eat anything but slot for the rest of the game until she got invicted to get him out, to use the veto on him, and then get Brittany out instead. That yeah. is the best gameplay we have ever seen, and that is not Brittany's fault. The brigade is Brittany's fault. That's not Brittany's fault. Yeah. But Dan is a great villain, and that might be a reason for it. But to me, he's just the greatest player. But I, I see what you're saying. All right, let's yeah. move on. Me again? Yeah. Uh, number four. Number four? Yeah. I got, even though at times I know she kind of tries to play like she's not, I got Nicole Franzel. Uh, well, if you go by, if you go by season 18 when everybody's calling her a snake and a no good bitch and. Yeah, I don't know. I like, I wouldn't like call her expletives or anything, but I do think that. I was that, quoting the people in the show. Yeah, no, I know. I know you were. But she, she was very. Especially the her too, and the way she very much lied to Davon for a while, and had Davon hating David for no reason, and like there's just certain the the way she acted was sort of villainous, and she she has always proven that she will do anything to win this game, yeah, and that is something I respect about her, and I'm not putting her down for it, but she will do any villainous action when it comes time to do some shady shit. Nicole will do it so she can yeah. win Big Brother. And, and I, will I, I that. think that was her problem in 16 when she played is she was a nice girl. Yeah. Her and Donnie were the two nicest people on the face of the earth. Yeah. But once she showed her cards and once she showed that she knows this game and she said to Derek, you might be the next Dan. Derek was like, all right, you're gone. When she showed that she knows <laughs> this shit. Yeah. And she showed that she can see who the power is in the house. Derek said, all right. I can't have you. Yeah, like, remember, when they evicted Donnie, it was Derek wanted Nicole gone. Yeah. He didn't want, he did not want Donnie gone yet because he knew that there was more, because he wanted to be part of Team, uh, Donnie was part of Team America. He did that dollar dollar bill, yo. Yeah. But Frankie did not care about Team America. Which is one of the reasons why he was not a finalist in America's favorite house guest vote. Exactly. He thought he was gonna be because he's Ariana Grande's sister, but Ariana Grande's no angel either. Yeah. From what I've heard. Uh so 
just because well, well, we don't know anything. just because she makes good just because she made good music and she's kind of hot <laughs> and Pete Davidson is one of the luckiest bastards on the planet because he landed her for a while doesn't necessarily make her like he America's there. sweetheart. All right, who's your number four? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my number four. Go back to season sixteen. And I've made this point before, and I'll make it again, even though I probably shouldn't. Ugly women make great villains. <laughs> uh, and it actually comes true for my next two selections. But I had Christine from season 16. She's a legend. Well, <laughs> no, she's not a legend. But she, she was very, and she is the one that got booed heavily. And Nicole... People didn't think Nicole was villainous back then, and the way she treated Nicole and yeah, kind of exactly. backstabbed her and Hayden and shit, that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And also, she had a boyfriend, or a husband at the time, and the way she was rubbing up on the old Cody was a little much, kind of similar to what Jared's going through was his thing. But and And her husband was even there like, come on, you're disrespecting me a little bit. So little things like that, like she, she did have, she, I wouldn't call her a low key villain cause she could be like bitchy outright, yeah. but yeah, this should, this is a good spot for her. Yeah. No, she's just like the way she kind of was. And like Donnie, first of all, Donnie always gave great goodbye messages. Like he's very heartfelt, very, yeah. uh, a nice guy and all that. He was. Nobody gave Donnie a good goodbye message. Like, they're all just like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Derek was okay a little bit, but it's just like, you fucking pieces of shit. Like, you all fucking go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, none of you should be, like, in the running for America's favorite house. With none of them were. It was Zach, Nicole, and Donnie. And even though, like, everybody says that Zach was a villain, I think they just looked at Zach as kind of the, the villain that, uh, um, the villain that's just, he's a villain because he's taken too many shots to, he- shots to the head and doesn't know any better. Yeah. Uh, but he was still kind of likable. But, yeah, no, Christine was just... I agree. Ugh. All right, Eric, who's your number four? Uh, we talked about him earlier. Um, he was on your list or Doug's list. I forget. Uh, Paul from Yeah, he's a good one. You have any more words or I'm Paul? Yeah. Ah, uh, just uh, I hated him. He should he should have won one. I agree. That's a good place to end on him. He should have won one. All right, you ready for my number three? Go ahead. I have. To me, Three. the most, and I said low-key villain about uh, Christine, right? But yeah. to me, this is the most low-key villain of all time. And this came recently as last year. I have, I skipped Monty, or I, fuck, I just said his name. I, I, skipped, I skipped Nicole, I skipped Daniel, and I'm going Monty. Because I think that this guy 
kind of played a villainous game, even though he was a part of the leftovers and he always seemed like a good guy. And he was with the under, he really wasn't an underdog. And he really went like he, the leftovers wouldn't exist if he hadn't started the ploy with Paloma and shit to get, to take fucking Taylor's like credibility out and to make everybody hate her and talk shit about her. And he was around a lot of the trash talking. And then he had reignited the trash talking later on when she took headphones off him because he's a big crybaby. So he can fucking, like, he can be, like, a very villainous dude, even though he didn't always seem like it. And that's why it was so satisfying when Taylor beat him, because he underestimated her from the very beginning. And that's one of the best uh, narratives of that season, is that he underestimated her to the very end, and he thought, oh, I can beat Taylor. Turner might actually have a shot. He probably would have beat Turner, but he took Taylor, and Taylor mopped his ass up with an incredible speech and a great story. And fucking, he he could not compete. With all his competition wins, he thought he would wipe her clean, but he didn't. Well, let, let me just let me just kind of pose this question out there, mm-hmm. and anybody can answer it. Uh, and usually, I and mean, Eric can definitely answer it because he's only said about ten words in in this whole episode. Uh, I think he's spoken a lot. Has he? Yeah. I mean, he's said a few words every time every time he has a pick. Uh, do you think that like? The two of them being in the final, do you think that more people uh, that everybody voted for Taylor to win over Monty because they they remember that Monty was the one that that basically started this entire thing? Like if Monty, maybe five, I think like ten or fifteen percent, and then the rest is like the story as a whole. Yeah, and then I think a little bit of it is yeah. like, well, Monty is a part of that story. Yeah, because Monty is just like. He screwed I didn't up because like, Monty screwed up like that first week when Taylor kind of extended an olive branch to him and said, hey, you know, they're afraid. Uh, the girls are afraid of the guys coming after him. Yeah. That idiot goes to Paloma, who already doesn't like Taylor to begin with. It ruined her game. And says, Taylor says you're gunning for us. Yeah. So you mixed Taylor's words. Now, did I? Now, I don't think that Monty <laughs> thought that Paloma was going to turn into uh, Lizzie Borden. No, and I don't like to vilify him, but because he did say some things too about Taylor, like he was always in the unsavory conversations and pushing that yeah. narrative, like yeah, fuck Taylor. But he is not responsible for Paloma launching that whole thing. Well, but he is too for like mixing that up and also it is a game move on his part but you did do that to taylor yeah you fucked her up. I, I don't think he i don't think he meant to do that i don't think he meant to cause them because remember he did apologize to her i mean then he turned into you know the world's biggest baby when she took the headphones off him yeah uh when, and whenever she made a comment he got hurt feelings he just like he would and especially in today's, especially when people get upset about te- toxic masculinity and stuff, he kind of showed that a lot. And, and he would try to, like, shadow it behind being a good dude. And I think that's what made him a good low-key villain. And, and Jared's doing that in similar ways. And, but Jared's also, uh, to me, a little more entertaining to watch. And, like, Monty was also a little dry. But to me, he was still a good villain. Right. Yeah, no, he was... He was a really good. He he should have owned it a little more like Nicole, but he was a good villain. Yeah, 
he should have he should have never taken it back. Like yes, somebody. But he was always down to be. He was always down to fuck somebody over, especially like when Kyle and Turner was like, "Hey, fucked over the other leftovers." He's like, "Hey, okay, cool." Yeah, but then remember, he went to Taylor right away and said, "Hey, just so you know, like they're pulling some shit on you." Yeah, once he really started to realize it. Yeah, that Kyle was screwing him over. But all right, who's your number three? Uh, my number three again. Ugly women make the best villains. (laughs) Tara Bass. Oh, 23. And she's a villain. And she kind of, well, first of all, she's a villain because America liked her about as much as they like Trump. Uh, Because, like, and she was, because she was getting pissed off because, remember, when they did, like, the the casino thing and and you were allowed to vote on who got the BB bucks. Yeah. She was getting jealous that she wasn't getting shit. Yeah. And she she was getting mad. That's one of the reasons why she backdoored Derek Axe. Yeah. Is because, you know, she was jealous of his popularity. Yeah. I mean, or at least that's what I think anyway. I don't think it really was Because I don't think she was smart game-wise. No, I mean... She got out of big target, though. Yeah, she got out of big target that actually could have saved her a couple of weeks yeah. because she had no idea. And, and, but no, nobody, no. nobody knew. Yeah. But the be- the the best, there were two people that could have taken out that group: Christian and Derek X. And Derek X was afraid of Christian because of how good, because uh, Christian was actually better at competitions. Then DX. And then Sarah Beth just didn't like that Derek X was the most popular kid in school. So so it was just like, instead of the two people that could have, you know, not taken out the leftovers, because I still think a leftover would have won the game. I think that... Those two people, like the that those people took each other out more than the leftovers did, because the leftovers, if you think about it, all of uh, all the people Kylan took out, not necessarily great game players. Yeah, the good game players took each other out. Kylan's another one. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it's a good pick. Yeah, it's a damn good Sarah pick. Sarah Beth was just like she was. Very- yeah, it was it it was jealousy of. It's like, in, in, you know, it's like she's back in high school and she's jealous of the most popular kid in school. Yeah, and her crying and making DX take the Lord of the Latrine as <laughs> the yeah. toilet guy. And, like, she, she she could be very villainous. Yeah. And, and what was that little song she did? Roll, roll, roll your boat gently down the stream. Win the veto, save yourself. I and then you play your team. Yeah. Like that was it's that that was Good funny. One. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and also too, like when she whined, I mean, she was. Did she make jury? She did make jury, but you know there was a line one time in Two and a Half Men when uh, Evelyn, the mom, called uh, Alan's ex-wife a mousy bitch. Yeah. That you can almost say that about Sarah Beth, just because of that whiny that whiny voice. Right. Uh, Question number three. Great, Dr. Will. The good doctor. Um, 
best prostate exam in all the Southern Cal, best proctologist in all the Southern California. I couldn't even get the joke out right. God damn it. He's just he's a, he's probably the first villain to win the game. Season two. He's considered one of the best of all time, if not the best in some people's eyes. It's him and Dan. It's him or Dan, in my eyes. You can argue either one. Um, yeah, he, he was just a villain because everybody wanted to get him out, but they couldn't. And he he said, what was his line? He said, um, I hate you all, vote me out, or something like that, right? Yeah. And they're just yeah. like, no, we love you. And he kind of knew that Chase was going <laughs> anyway. But it's just he, he, he was always good at being the arrogant. And even though being too cocky, and that's what made it sad. And that's what's so damn good about this fucking show. Yeah. That's what's so satisfying is that the good doctor who won the game before and felt invincible got too cocky with Janelle and thought he had him in the palm of her hand and underestimated the good gameplay that Erica could uh, uh, bring to the table by, you know, talking to Janelle and being like, these boys are going to fuck us over. And Janelle f- made the move and got the good doctor out, and we all were fucking going, yeah! <laughs> and fucking did that smile on his face. It just, uh it got wiped, and it, it was just so classic. And he was such a good villain, and yeah, that's what so just like the double when you see Jared leave. That's what makes this shit so awesome. Yeah. When the, the villain gets duped, when Heisem got back door, like when shit like that happens, it's like fuck yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and, and, and he and was then, so good. Yeah. Then of course, like you have issues where like it then turns out that the you know the move doesn't matter because they have like these stupid twists. But like back in the old days of BB, like the twists really didn't matter. Yeah, because they really didn't. I don't think they really had that many twists, right? It was just elimination after elimination, and then like yeah, I don't, they started doing the Pandora's box a little later. Uh, that was like season eleven, yeah. right? I think that was the first Pandora's box. I think so. They had a couple twists, like BB Six yeah. is when I think they started doing twists and shit. I remember they did the America's Vote to bring somebody back in. That's why, like, yeah, I, I'm even saying. Now that, like, whoever gets voted back into the house, unless they win, they're gone the next week. Yeah. Because they're, the, they're going to be the immediate target. Yeah. Yeah, but we saw that with Jag, too, but he ended, he ended up staying. He's still in the house. Yeah, but Jag wasn't, Jag didn't rub anybody the wrong way. That's Jag true, yeah. was, Jag didn't rub anybody the wrong way. Like, uh, these two, Cam and, and Jared, have rubbed people. Like, if they were massage therapists, you'd be suing them for breaking your back. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Jag, didn't, Jag didn't do anything to anybody. Jag was just... That's funny. Go ahead, Eric. I was going to say, Jag is probably one of the sweetest guys in the house. Yeah. So... The fact that, like, they kept him around. They kept him around because they knew uh, that, you know, he would be loyal to, you know. I think they kept him out of uh, – they kept they kept him around just because they wanted to keep Matt happy. Because they knew Matt would be a number for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but, like, the other two – and, like, I know they were thinking about backdoor and Jag, and that was the thing, but then Jared got upset because he was afraid that Red and Cameron would uh, 
the marriage would get back together and the two of them together would take everybody out. Uh, but yeah, no, like, but that's the thing about, about twists is old school BB. There wasn't that many. And that was, that was what was kind of fun about that show is that like when a person's done, they're done. Yeah. Those fuckers don't have to come back. Yeah, exactly. That would be you. You ready? Yeah. For me? Yeah. Big D? Yeah. I got kind of somebody that became more of a villain when uh, he got evicted than anything, but still a villain nonetheless because he was a very bitter jury member. But I'm going to go with Austin from 17. Luchasaurus. Uh, Luchasaurus. <laughs> and I liked, I didn't mind, I didn't mind the Liz Tin Alliance and him li- with the twins and, but him as a whole, he was kind of, deli- he came in trying to do the Judas thing. It didn't really work. It was a gimmick that didn't work in wrestling and also didn't work in Big Brother. And also him trying to get with Jace and doing the shell town thing. And they thought they were masterminds and people like compare Red and Cam to them. I think Cam's probably a better game player than both. Well, yeah, he's proven to be a better game player. But uh, maybe not than Austin, but definitely Jace. But Austin fucking, he goes from that to falling in love with Liz, but seeing Julia sometimes and not knowing which one's which. And uh, Don't you hate that? Yeah. Sucks. How many times does that happen to you? Oh, all the time. <laughs> Terrible. But uh, he fucking, he just became, because he ran the house, he got to be how people can get, like we talk about entitled a little bit. Yeah. He got a little entitled, and then when someone would make a move against him, he would get all salty about oh, it. Oh, he would get so butthurt. It's like you shoved the whole coat hanger up his ass. And the fact that, for, and Dr. Will, the good doctor that, you know, Eric brought up last round, uh, he even, like, told him and, and called him, like, dude, quit being a big bitch. Yeah. When, when Austin was, like, bitching about Vanessa, he's like, when you got to the final three with, with Liz and uh, Vanessa, who are you taking? And it's like, exactly, you're going to take Liz. So you can't blame Vanessa for making a move. And she made a good move, and she got you out. And and he was, he was still pissed off. Like yeah. He was still, like, in denial. I remember after the interview, he was, like, saying how she had a flawed game to Jeff when he said she played a good – and he's like, all right, come on. Let's talk about other shit. Jeff, like, gave him the hand, like, all right, dude. Quit yeah, because then there was, like, another interview uh, where they're just like, look, the window's open. Like, say something nice about Vanessa. He's like, no, close the window. I'm not doing it. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, you're such a fucking pussy. Exactly. Like, and you got to remember, uh, too, uh, week five, I think it was, he was going to be the target. Yeah. He was going to be the target because he had lied to Vanessa's face. And everybody's just like, all right, let's just get rid of him. If it wasn't for the fact that everybody trusted Liz or at least Vanessa trusted Liz, like, he would have, he would have been gone. Yeah, he almost got back to her. Because, which he, which he should have been. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, for a six foot six, 275 pound guy, he's one of the biggest fucking pussies on the face of the planet. Exactly. Uh, which is why he's, you know, why it's perfect that he's with another pussy from the 
country of Canada and Christian Cage right now. Uh, and I and I'm not not even just talking about uh the fact that they're on screen in DNA together. I'm also talking about the fact that they probably go butt to butt in a hotel room. Uh <laughs> but um but yeah, he I think, like you said, he was just, he was more of a villain when he got the jury because he realized he's just like, I got outsmarted. I got outsmarted by Vanessa. Like, he didn't like the, he, he didn't like the fact that he got outsmarted by her. That's yeah. part of the game. Can you blame him? Yeah. Uh, I, you, no, yeah, you can't. Sometimes no. you got to go out classy. I can blame him. Yeah. Like, first of all, dude, you didn't even put on shoes. Who's your number two, Big Bob? I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, uh, here's the thing. And I actually liked this guy until, like, I saw more, like, online afterwards. Yeah. Uh, and the reason, and the only reason why he won is because of his competitions. Yeah. And that's Mickey from 21. That's a good pick. Because and here here's the thing about him. He was he was a bully. He was not kind to people. He treated his girlfriend like shit. Like shit. Uh and like he that's just why he, that's why she dumped his ass. Huh? You're talking about Holly, right? Yeah. Yeah. He treated everyone right. and he that's was always a holy in the mouth. He had some funny moments with the checkers, not chest shit and all that. But he he could be very like he tried to manipulate to where it's like it's always my way and I'm always right and I'm holy and like he tried to like even Cliff was calling him out on it towards the end like no dude you're fucking me over you're voting me out quit acting like I'm the bad guy and I made you do this like you're not the greatest guy of all time he's one of those guys that tried to act holy in the now about everything. Yeah. That's why I personally didn't like him. And, and him and Jack kind of seemed like guys that would sniff their own farts. Right. And like the, the funny thing, it, so the one thing that kind of made me turn on him was when uh, Holly was uh, talking to him and Nicole, and she said she wanted to start doing like a thing for the live feeds, for the, uh, the live feeds and like the After Dark, because I think they were still doing After Dark at the time, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they were doing, so she wanted to start doing like a, kind of like a talk show type thing with everybody right? And for the live, the live feed listeners and all that. Mm-hmm. And Mickey said to her, he goes, that's a horrible idea. Like nobody's going to care. Yeah. And she's like, why are you always shooting down my ideas? And he's just like, I'm not shooting. And it's like, yeah, you are. He's another one of those that, uh, like I said, and we don't know what kind of a person he is outside of the house. No doubt. Uh, but he's another one of those to where, like, he will get put in his place. Like, if he tries to talk to somebody the way he talked to a lot of people in that house, and I'm not – he's another one, like Jared, that somebody will look at him and be like, you know you really should go fuck yourself. Yeah. He could be a stone cold prick. Yeah. So, like, he's one of those, like, I don't know, he might be a great guy outside of the house. I mean, according to what Holly said when she broke up with him, he's not. (laughs) But uh, when she basically announced on Twitter, she's like, I had to break. She goes, 
I am no longer with the uh, I am no longer in a relationship because he thought he was God, and he's really not. Exactly, and he always seemed like that guy anyway. Yeah. So, Eric, what's your number two? Gosh, for season nineteen, of course, the winner of season nineteen and current member of the challenge family. Um, I didn't like him on the challenge. I mean, I didn't like him in Big Brother, but I love him on the challenge. I think he's better player on the challenge. But yeah, I thought he was a villain because of all the antics he did with with uh, Jess, and he was just annoying. He was annoying. He was the annoying villain. He he was, and, you know, he was my, I think he was my number nine. Who, Joshy? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, like, the, the thing about Josh is that he just, uh, I mean, you would kind of feel bad for him in the beginning, like, when he, like, when Cody and Jess basically just told him to fuck off after everybody kept Christmas. Because that's when, like, you start to yeah. think that maybe Cody and uh, Cody and Jess are are villains. Yeah. Uh, because they're just like, oh my god, you didn't do what we wanted. You know, how dare you? And then, like, they're they're screaming at everybody in their town. Like, he basically told Josh, "Get the fuck out of here." And Josh is trying to talk to him. He's like, oh, "I don't want to talk." And you feel Josh, feel bad for Josh. Yeah, a little bit. But then it's just like. Josh just knew how to get on your nerves. Yeah, the kid was kind of an asshole. Yeah. Yep. All right. Are we doing number ones now? Well, one yes, comes after, when you're counting down, one does come after two. Did I ask for any sass, buddy? No, but... <laughs> I got it. You ready? Yeah. Drum My roll. number one, drum roll, hit that tummy, it's a big one. A lot of fudgies lately. Yeah, well, I mean, and you got to, yeah, and <clears throat> you had to switch your number one because some asshole took it last week. I have Shima. Oh yeah. Underrated, underrated player as a whole. Underrated villain, ejectee. Would she have screwed by a twist? No, probably not. But I think she would have gone very far, at least third or second, and. Uh, I I I kind of liked her, but I understand why a lot of people thought she, you know, was a brat, and I understand. And but she played that up, and you know, she didn't play by the rules, and that's the ultimate villain. And to me, she isn't that hateable to where she doesn't deserve to be number one. To me, she was like she played for a team, she felt screwed by a twist, and she's like, "Fuck you, I'm done with your so bullshit." So you feel screwed by a twist, or you destroy a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar microphone? Yeah. But she felt she was screwed out of five hundred thousand dollars. So fuck you. Yeah. Well. You know? Well. So you she feel had like a you're screwed out of five hundred thousand that you already didn't have. So you're going to ruin a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar piece of equipment. Listen, I'm not saying she was right. She was wrong. I mean, she was wrong. Oh no, I'm just saying that that just goes to show <laughs> that she is just that she wasn't thinking clearly. Like now, was she like? It, a lot of the stuff, like, where she refused to wear her microphone. She was covering up cameras. She was doing that before that week when she got evicted, right? Yeah. Uh, so, like, we already knew that she wasn't going to follow the rules, but then she upped that. Like, what the hell do you think was going through her mind? Uh, 
when she threw that microphone into that pool. Fuck this shit. She didn't give a fuck. Yeah, so you already feel like you're going to lose five hundred a chance at $500,000, so you're going to destroy a $250,000 piece of equipment. So do you already have $250,000 laying around? Like, that just, it, to me, that just goes to show how stupid she is. Exactly. Because, probably like, probably took it from her stipend. So, like, she just, she wasn't thinking clear. Like, I personally think, because she even said, like, at, like, some award show or something like that where she was nominated for, like, best villain in a TV show. Uh, she said, she goes, well, they said I got ejected, but I really quit. <laughs> and it's just like... No, you got ejected. And it's just like, all right, well, why... Like, I don't know. Did she did she justify throwing the microphone in the, in the pool? It didn't seem like it. But, you know, I just... She's a great villain. Yeah. And, and she fucking... Yeah. She made her decision. I don't agree with her decision. I think she was a brat and everything, but that made great TV and that made her great villain. Yeah, but it's just like exactly. why? Like she gave up an opportunity. She fucked up, but still. yeah, I mean, it just it doesn't make sense to me. It's just that like, all right, so you're gonna go out. So do you just not want to be voted out? So this is basically because throwing that microphone pretty much was her way of saying I quit. Because there was no way they were gonna let her. No. All right, who's your number one? I'm cold out here. You cold? A little bit, yeah. All right. My number one, and I hope that God this doesn't become a pattern. Uh, My number one is Kylan. Really? From season 23. That's your boy. Oh, what a... I don't know. He just... He blow. And the funny thing is, is that, like... The way he went out, uh, the way he went out after he got evicted, yeah, was just like you talk about classless. He was classless. Ah, it's just like oh, but like when he did what he did, like every time he got power, and he was just like you know, like I remember when Aza went to him, and she's just like. You know, I asked for that HOH. Why did you? And he just like, well, you have to calm down before you talk to me. And it's like, dude, she's the calmest person in the fucking house. Yeah. Like, she's already calm. You just don't want to answer for it. Yeah. You're being a piece. Yeah. Which is which is what he was. Like, he, he's, he's a no good piece of shit. He's targeted. <laughs> like... At least Tiffany had redeemed... Like, Tiffany has kind of redeemed herself. Yeah. You know, over the years after... Because I do feel like that she was the one that was really unfair to Britney. But yet, you know, this asshole fucking, uh, you know, did what he did and he targeted her. I mean, I guess he did end up apologizing because Britney actually did reach out to him after. And it was just like, we need to talk about how you treated me on the show. And he's just like, okay, let's talk about it. 
and she's just like, and, and like she even said to Tiffany, he's just, she's just like, I basically told him sit there, just sit there, shut up and listen to me. Yeah. And he and he did. Well, because he wasn't in power anymore, so he couldn't say, you can't talk to me like that, I'm in power. Yeah, exactly. He was an asshole. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I found it so satisfying how uh, how he got evicted. And then, like, when he was... Because you knew what he was trying to do. He was trying to get Xavier to hit him so Xavier would get ejected. Yeah. And what should have happened oh, yeah. was, like, instead of them for just just them calling him to come out, somebody should have put the fucking camera down or gotten out of the control room or whatever, grabbed him by the fucking ear, and thrown him out of the house. Thank you. And then... Yeah. But, like, no. Oh, we have to handle it with class and respect. Uh... And it's like, no, you don't. This guy, he's not being, he has, he has no class. That was Julie's best. <laughs> Kylan! Yeah. Kylan, get out of the fucking house. Yeah. She was yelling. Yeah, and it's just like, but he wasn't listening. No. Uh, to be honest with you, none of the members of the cookout listened. Like that year. All right. Eric, what's your number one? The name says it all. He won season eight. Evil Dick. The evil um, all the antics they did to all the women in the house, even the dick. It was even a dick to his own daughter at times. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, he was even a, he was even a man, dick to his own penis because he got HIV. Yeah. No. I mean, the name says it all. It's evil. Evil. Yeah. It's his first name. And then dick. So he's, he's the ultimate villain in my mind. So, um, and he played it well. He played the he played the role well, and he wanted to be a villain. He didn't care. He didn't give a shit. He didn't give a shit about anything. He he did everything he did, and it wouldn't it wouldn't go well in today's Big Big Brother. But in season eight, he did everything that was villainous. Yeah, and people had no problem rooting for the bad guy. Yeah, and that's what kept and, him in the game. That's the only thing I won't because I can't give him the expert game because his villainy and the way he played did not win him this game. It, it was he was beloved, but because he would have got America evicted that week, he was against Dustin. America gave it to him, but he yeah. did. He played with honesty. He didn't really lie a lot. He when he it was time to take big moves, he took them. And also, he gave everybody hell, and he was just a dad fighting for it. It was a great theme and narrative for the yeah. show that season. And How far would he have gotten in season 13 had not, you know, he did the heel turn on his penis? Uh, I, th- <laughs> I think it would have been a big one. I really do. I think it would have changed his whole confession game. Yeah, I think that... That alliance that he wanted probably would have happened. Yeah, but how long would it have yeah, lasted? Because there's, no there's no way he's taking shit from Rachel or Jeff. You don't think so? He no. might have punched Jeff in the face. Yeah. 
especially the way Jeff treated Yeah, I mean, he did say though, like when when he came back, uh, that like you know, my lovely daughter, she screwed up this alliance, and it's just like your lovely daughter realized that Jeff and Jordan and Brendan and Rachel are no good bastards, so she didn't screw up shit. This was a hell of a time, boys. Yeah. I enjoyed myself. We're going to go watch Bryce Mitchell fight now in his camo shorts. And that was our top ten. Is there someone else we're missing? You're staring right through me. Yeah. Uh, Do we got more plugs or something? No. But, uh... No, we're good. Unless we got final thoughts on the villains of the show? No. I don't think I no, have I, mean, I, I covered it because I went into full detail about anybody, about everybody. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> by by the end of the season, we could we could uh, replace somebody from this season on our list. We probably could. Just saying. We could revisit this in a year. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's still more villains to talk about in there. There's more shaping every day. Yeah. Exactly. All right, make sure to check out all our other stuff. What are you doing next week on Inscripted Unlimited? Uh, Eric, do you want to do the uh, game series next week? Yeah, I, I was gonna, I was gonna suggest that too. So okay. put mine seem to like. Yeah, we can do that. You want to join us, Dan? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, cool. We'll figure it out. Yep. Have a nice right, night. Everybody. Have a nice night, boy. You, you too, too, Eric. Thank you. The milkman, the paper boy, evening TV. Did I get delivered here? Somebody tell me. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 